If you have your Bibles, we'll begin in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18. If you want to try to channel surf with me, I'll pause between. If not, just like I say, just we'll go with what I've got. But 1 Kings chapter 18. Again, reading in verse number 36. And the Bible says, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God of Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. And Elijah said to them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape, and they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishton and slew them there. And I'm going to stop right there for a second and ask a question. What do you think that the uh, health and wealth and prosperity bunch that are running around would think about that if the preacher took them and slew that bunch of others there? Jump over to chapter 19, verse number 1. And Ahab told Jeze uh, Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And with how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a message unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he had saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Now Elijah saw that God was real, that God helped him there, and that sacrifice there, and, and God was on his side, but he still asked God to kill him and to take him out of the world. Look in verse 12, and it says, After the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and here, this is, this is what we need to hear. After the fire, there was a still, small voice. Verse 13. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, Who does thou hear Elijah? And he said, I have been a very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant Throw down thine altars and slain the prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left that they may seek my life and take it away. Elijah's having a pity party for himself. And he says, Lord, I'm the last one serving you. And, you know, what am I supposed to do here? Verse 18, he says, Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. Lord told him, he said, hey, you're not the only one. I've got 7,000 that have not bowed down and, and bowed to Baal. Now, 
some commentators think that they, they say that the worship of Baal is not only bowing down, but also kissing the feet of the idol there. But God said, I've got 7,000 men that have not bowed down and kissed the feet of the devil or of Baal. Jump over to Daniel chapter 3 if you want to follow along. I'll begin reading verse number 1. It says, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold. In verse 4, Then the Herod cried out aloud, To you it is a commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down to worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And whoso falleth not down in worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. In verse 9, they spake and said unto the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree, and every man shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, salt, but psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth down and, uh, and worship, not fall not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. But there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury uh, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake to, and, and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image that I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that what time you hear the rest, the, the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the psaltery, the sackbut, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee at this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Jump to verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. When you take a stand like these men did, God will go through you in the fire. Jump to Matthew chapter 4. We're going somewhere, I promise. Begin reading in verse number 1. 
Then was Jesus led up to the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made of bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up to a holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and for their hands they shall bear, up, uh, bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him to an exceedingly high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, Get, uh, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt uh, worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, I thank you for channel surfing with me there and jumping those verses, but what we just went through here, what we just read here, three different passages from our Bible. We saw where people were commanded to bow down and, and to worship at the feet of Baal, to worship at the feet of the devil. And each passage that we read, there, there was someone that they, they stopped and they took a stand and they wouldn't bow down. We are living in some rough times. It's only going to get rougher, folks. I hate to say that, but we're living in some rough times right now. But God can take the rough times and smooth them out and make it, uh, make it work out for all good. And a side note, if Christians in this country don't wake up and see what's going on, we're not going to have a country very much longer. In 1 Kings, God told Elijah, he said, I've got 7,000 men that have not bowed down. In Daniel, we saw three Hebrew men. They refused in verse 23 not to bow down. And in Matthew, we read that Jesus did not bow down to the devil. So tonight, I want to bring a message titled, I am not going to bow down. Now there's going to come a time in your life, in my life, that we're going to have to take a stand on something or you're going to have to take a, take a knee and bow. Now first off, I'm not going to bow to political correctness. I tell the men in the facilities I go in, I'm not politically correct and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Like Brother Gravely says, that's not how I was raised. I am not a political correct person. I'm not going to bow down to any sports star. I'm not going to bow down to any Hollywood star. I'm not going to bow down to any singing star. The only star that I will bow down to is found in Revelations chapter 22 and verse 6. And that's the bright and morning star. I'm not going to bow down to threats or intimidations either. Did you know that the word fear has actually has two meanings? F-E-A-R. Forget everything and run. Or face everything and rise. I stand here in person and say I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6. You say, well, brother, you ain't careful. They'll come get you. I say bring it on and come on. I wouldn't give a plug nickel for a man that wouldn't stand and defend his wife stand and defend his uh, children, or even defend the property that God's allowed him to have. Where I come from, they, there's a word for a man that won't do that. We call him a coward. 
Well, that's, that's pretty offensive, Brother Chris. Hang on, it may get a little bit worse before we get done. I'm not going to sell out for pleasure. I'm not going to sell out for perversion. I'm not going to sell out for the money and prosperity crowd. Well, Brother Chris, you're nobody. I know I'm nobody. But this little lady right here and that young man over there knows who I am. And when I'm laying on my deathbed, I don't want him to say, well, he sold out for that crowd just to make some money in his pocket. I, I want him to say he never wobbled on his faith. I want him to say he stayed true to what he started out with. We're selling our souls across this country so we can have more and more stuff that don't even make you happy. I'm not selling out for money, but if you want to give me some, I'll take it tonight. I promise you that. I'm not going to sell out for possessions. I'm not bowing the knee to this, this bell worship school system that we, that we have. Where you've got to leave your God at the door and, and go in and learn about things you don't need to be learning. I'm not going to bow down to the pressures of politicians or ball players. I'm not going to bow down to friends or family. You know, I will not be told what to think, what to say, how to act, how to dress, or how to live. I'm not going to bow down to globalism, China, Russia, Mexico, uh, England. You like those places, no offense, you can go back. I'm not bowing down to uh, environmentalists. I'm not bowing down to no government. I'm not bowing down to any God-haters. I'm not bowing down to Darwinism or evolutionists. I'm not bowing down to socialism, human, uh, humanism, or communism. I quoted this in Sunday school a couple weeks ago. This was in a newspaper in 1959. Nikita Khrushchev said this, 1959. Your children's children will live under communism. You Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright, but we will keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you will finally wake up and find you already have communism. You will not have to, we will not have to fight you. We will so weaken your economy until you fail like overripe fruit into our hands. Your democracy will cease to exist when you take away those who are willing to work and give it to those who will not. 1959, sounds like 2021. I'm not bowing down to Islam or Muslims. Over a hundred times in the Quran does it say it's a commandment to, to slay, to maim, to kill unbelievers. But it's a peaceful religion is what they want to say. I'm not bowing down to the Buddhists, the Hindus, the Mormons, the JWs, the Pope, or Mary. I'm not kissing their feet. They are not the ones that set me free. They are not the ones that forgave me of my sins and trespasses. They are not the ones that died on the cross to cover my sins. I'm not going to bow down to the drug dealers. I'm not bowing down to the liquor lovers. I'm not bowing down to that oinos crowd. My God, my Savior did not make a bunch of hooch so everybody could get drunk yet. I'm not bowing down to the pill poppers. I'm not bowing down to the shrinks or the, uh, the psychologist. I've got the greatest counsel in the world, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not bowing down to the porn pushers. I'm not bowing down to the perverts, the transgenders, the pedophiles, the sodomites. God said they're an abomination. I'm not bowing down to the whole perverted bunch. God created man and woman, male and female. I'm not bowing down to religion either. I'm not bowing down to a bunch of reformed fundamentalists either. 
I'm not bowing down to a, a contemporary church movement. I'm not bowing down to fads, fashions, or trends. I'm not bowing to any denomination either. I'm not bowing down to a bunch of group thinkers. I'm not bowing down to presidents. I'm not even going to bow down to a bunch of, of preachers either. I'm not going to bow to judges, legislatures, or senators or governors. I'm not going to bow down to a bunch of police haters either. I personally back the blue. Defund the police. How crazy is one got to think that? Who's going to come when you call 911? My past life, the places I worked, the police was my best friends. I'm not bowing down to unbiblical rules or decrees. I'm not bowing down to unconstitutional laws, rules, or orders. I'm not bowing down to worldly dress. What would you think of Brother Gravely if you saw him out at Walmart, if he had his little string top, tank top on, his Bermuda shorts, and uh, some flip-flops on? What would you think of our pastor like that? When you bow down to this world's fashions, you're kissing Belle's feet. When you let them tell you how to dress and how to walk, how to talk, how to cut your hair, and how to do everything else, you're bowing down to Belle. I'm not letting the world tell me what kind of jewelry to put on. God give me all the holes I need in my body. I'm not need to plug anymore. So the question I have when are we going to start being men, men? When are you going to stop bailing, uh, bowing down to Baal and stand up? God is still looking for some men to stand in the gap and looking for some men to be watchmen in our country. I'm not bowing down to the worldly music. That's what they did in chapter, uh, Daniel chapter 3. When we play the music, you bow down. I'm not bowing down to the Democrats. I'm not bowing down to the Republicans either. I'm not bowing down to the liberals or the social media. I'm not bowing down to these Republican rhinos. Well, what, what, what's a rhino? It's a Republican in name only. We got a bunch of those running around too. They might as well just call themselves a bunch of liberals. My allegiance is not to a party. My allegiance is to this book and the God of this book. You, you know, I'm just trying to find something to make everybody mad here tonight, so I'm just going to keep plugging away right here. I'm not bowing down to the Bible haters, the ACLU, the NAACP, the Freedom for Religion crowd. I'm not, I'm not bowing down to, to the race baiters. You could try to be less white if you want to, but God made me what I am because that's what he wanted. God put me where I'm at because that's where he wanted me. I'm not bowing down to the race haters. I'm not bowing down to the snowflakes, the cupcakes, Antifa or BLM. I'm not bowing down to fake Dr. Fusi, the fear mongers. Oh, put your mask on before you go out. Question is, what happened if, why are all us air breathers still alive? Tell me how a virus that escaped a level four biohazard containment unit, but you're going to stop it with your little cheetah print bedazzled mask. How are you going to stop that? A virus that's so deadly, and I'm not playing it off, but they, they, they say it's so deadly. Where are all the biohazard containment units we're supposed to drop our used masks and gloves into? Fear mongers. I'm not bowing down to constitution haters. I'm not bowing down to those who hate America. 
I say love it or leave it. I'm not bowing down to flag haters either. When it comes to the American flag, I'm going uh, to say I stand proud and, and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, I found a, a poem written by H.C. Booner. Off with your hats as the flag goes by and let the heart have to say when you're man enough for a tear in your eye that you will never wipe away. Lift up the boy on the shoulder high and show him the faded shred. Those stripes would be red as the sunset sky if, if death could have dyed them red. Off with your hats as the flag goes by. Uncover the youngster's head. Teach him to hold it holy and high for the sake of the sacred dead. I'm not going to bow down to the Second Amendment haters either. Before you break into my house, you need to stop in the yard and get, your, get things right with God before you come in. Tell him you're on your way. John Adams said, Arms in the hands of citizens may be used at individual discretion for the defense of a country, the overthrow of tyranny, or for private defense. That's not just because they had squirrel rifles right then doesn't mean they're not talking about our guns now. I'm not bowing down to the baby killers, Planned Parenthood, the baby harvesters. I'm not bowing down to Bible corruptors, Bible correctors, or Bible deniers. Romans 1.25 says, Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator. I'm not bowing down to these new Bibles. I'm not bowing down to another Jesus, another gospel, or another spirit. This book that we have is a spirit of truth. If it hurts me or if it hurts you, it don't matter. It's the truth, and it's what set us free. I'm not bowing down to the Israel haters or the Jew haters either. The Bible says, I'll bless them that bless thee, and I'll curse thee that curse thee. My Savior is a Jew. I'm not bowing down to a bunch that hates the Jews. This book that we have, was most of it was penned by Jews. Why would you bow down to someone who hates the Jews? I'm not bowing down to the buddies at work either. They all know what I stand for. That's why I eat my lunch by myself. Jesus also said, don't bow down to your family. One of the biggest curses we have in our country is parents bowing down to their kids. As a parent, you know what's right, you, but you don't do what's right. You, you let your children do this and this. You're making an idol out of your children. God said, uh, Jesus said, don't bow down to your family. Matthew 10, 35 says, For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and against the daughter, against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foe shall be of his, of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Hey, by God's grace, I'm not going to bow to these things of this world, the flesh or the devil. When you bow to Baal or of anything in this world other than Jesus Christ, you're bowing down and kissing the feet of the devil. Well, Brother Chris, what should we do? I'm glad you asked. Ephesians 6.11 Put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand. That's what we got to do. Take a stand on something. 
against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand the evil in the day and having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, the utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly and take a stand. The day's fast approaching, folks, that the straddling defense will no longer be an option. You're going to either have to take a stand or take a knee. The, uh, and, and when you take that knee, you're willingly accept what the world shoves down your throat. We're in a battle, and the Bible says take a stand. In Bible college, Brother Fred Russell uh, uh, quoted this one time. He, he said... Avoid a fight at all costs. I really didn't like that a whole lot, but I wrote it down anyway. Avoid a fight at all costs, but if you can't, dig in. I like that. Here's another one. Not from Brother Russell, though. Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Willing is not enough. You must do. That was Bruce Lee. Philippians 2.9 Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow Let me tell you who this guy is going to bow down to Like I said at the beginning he's found in Revelation 22.16 The bright and morning star If the Lord Jesus Christ died for me bore my sins upon a cross, was buried and rose from the dead just to justify me. Hey, he is the king of kings. He's the Lord of the Lord. And I'm not bowing to anyone but unto him. You bow down to anything else, you're nothing more than an idolater. Now I'm closing. I used to worship the things of this world. I wish that I had the testimony of being saved at an early age. But I don't. Like some others here, I was, I was in the world. I, I, the things that I've done, and you know, I used to work in the cesspools of this world, the things they offered. The things I've seen, the things I've done, I'm not proud of. But that's where I was at. The last place I should be is in this building tonight. Little alone standing where I'm standing right now. We serve a merciful Savior. We serve a forgiving Lord. And I'm done. If Brother Brian wants to come, I just have one more statement. Someone sitting here tonight 
maybe bowing at Baal's feet. I may have not hit what you're bowing to. Maybe you're sitting at Jezebel's table tonight, taking in what the world has to, to offer you. But in this closing statement right here, all I can say is, tonight, give it over to Jesus, folks. And start standing for what is right.